been a sterling week of comebacks for people from Texas. <laughs> that's a lot. Of, that's a loaded one, Raph. But it, it's truly fighting is easier from outside the cage. No one punches you in the chest deeply. Uh, certainly no one the size of Derek Lewis. Which means it's time for Verbal Tap. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you? Fine, considering I'm not about to be punched by Derek Lewis while unconscious to begin with because there have been memes. There have been some folks who had things to say about Herb Dean's what would appear to most people as lackadaisical jog over to protecting Curtis Blade's life. I would tell you this. Derek Lewis punched Curtis Blades twice with powerful punches in just a second's time. So all things considered, Kevin, I'm great. It got me thinking, and I have a bit. I want to pitch mm-hmm. a movie at you. It's fight-related, I promise. Mm-hmm. And not in the way like the name the movie Fight Jiu-Jitsu is, but kind of. Watch okay. the new trailer for Mortal Kombat. Have you seen that yet? Of course I have. Fucking excellent. Okay, you and I, it's time we got the screenplay for the Hot Shots parody of this movie. The (laughs) unmortal combat teams of different realms and their quest to try and become relevant in the big game. Think not the shitty versions of of these movies like Fifty Shades of Black. Think the much Mm. better versions. This is our chance to write Dodgeball. But with fighters, Raph, very mortal combat. You know I don't particularly enjoy bursting your bubble, right? It's part road trip movie, part Royal Rumble. You've seen it. We got to get some people back in the game. I know. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Because you don't frequent the TikTok and the such. But there is one video that actually made me LOL and it is of a person going to sign up for the Mortal Kombat tournament so it's at check-in for Mortal Kombat tournament and it's quite well done and it made me think especially after people were so high after seeing that trailer about the new Mortal Kombat movie I go I don't know if there's a better parody than that they did it in a minute 30 So I'm not going to say no, but, you know, it's a conditional maybe right now. It's a conditional maybe to Mm -hmm. very mortal combat. You just see some like overtunned person rolling down a hill. It's like, (laughs) God damn it. If I could just get the dizzies under control, I'd be great at this. Do you understand why the other part of me is really struggling with you making a Mortal Kombat reference to start the show with? Why? Do you know who walked out to Mortal Kombat over the weekend? No. Curtis Blades, Kevin. So even without knowing that (laughs) nugget of information, we are talking about a man who died. R.I.P. Curtis Blades. It was a lot to watch. And... I don't know if you punched in the heart and you're too late. (laughs) So in the first round, they showed a graphic that said Curtis Blades was out striking Derek Lewis 27 to three. So 
even with those numbers, everybody was still concerned for Curtis Blades. And you think to yourself, how many fights does a person throw three punches? And you go, man, I don't know about that guy who's really hitting a lot of punches. He's looking pretty rough right now. Can I tell you about a proud bet I made and a proud bet I avoided as I watched the Absolutely. highlights of this? I'm really mm-hmm. proud of a Zach Levine, Joel Embiid, both score 30-plus points. Mm. It was a FanDuel plus 250 booster. I, I bet <laughs> 10, really felt good about it. They were also advertising in their boosters. They always have like one or two that are okay and two or three that it's like, fuck you. It was Curtis Blades will knock out Derek Lewis in the first round. Right? <laughs> And it was plus 350. I was like, that number's almost right. But you need to double it to convince me you're going to knock out that stubborn bastard in the first round. Mm-hmm. You probably have to chop his head off. And come to find out, he just gets straight up clock cleaned. I want to ask you before we get any further. It sounds like a hard maybe on very Mortal Kombat team. God damn it, Kevin. I'm <laughs> trying to pass on this in the most respectable way. But you really and love the, the name. You do I seem do, into I the do. name. It's great. It's just, it's hard for me to separate the fact that we have essentially two parallel openings to the show. One firmly based in mixed martial arts excellence and also the UFC. So I'm struggling to find a way to honor your request while at the same time saying the dude almost died a scorpion like character except he's super into consent it's like may i come over there (laughs) (laughs) i'm warming back into this now yeah that's that's fairly that's fairly good sub-zero who just helps you get a good base layer for the sun season (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's called Mm -hmm. celsius three he's great you're going to love if him. If you can give me a Raiden that's not racist, I'm starting to warm back into this once again. Gaiden? He just helps you redecorate <laughs> your living room? Wait, was that in the chamber or did you just do that now? That's now. That's fresh <laughs> while we're just troubleshooting characters. Gaiden is so good. Gaiden also is going to get a TLC spinoff show. Gaiden's going to be very competitive in the market. Of home decor. <laughs> just electrocutes it. Oh, fuck. Well, the spinoff opportunities are there. So, yeah, I'm in now. Uh, y- you warned me over to this one, Kevin. Woo! It took a lot. Yeah. Jax's friend Legs. He's a Paralympian. <laughs> You're going to... This is going to tug on heartstrings, Raph. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did have to Google Charlie Sheen war parody movie, so apologies mm-hmm. to the Hotshot franchise for just straight up forgetting the name. That happens, man. And listen, the fact that we haven't gotten a reboot or a continuation of Hotshots is what's wrong with America. It's been long enough. You know, I've warmed up to a lot of reboots lately. Basically reboots of reboots. Wasn't it? I mean, listen, dude. If it was the Expendables, there was a lot less Lloyd Bridges. Also, he's dead. But Hot Shots still stands up. And you know what's great about those movies is that they spoke to the inner 10 or 12-year-old in all of us. Because there are a few times when I watch Rambo where I don't think, man, 
should he put gummy bears on his gloves or M&Ms? Because that stupid throwaway joke in Hot Shots Part 2 is one that I go, yeah, that's the perfect joke for me. I'm 12. I love that. Yeah, do more of that shit. So I think it's time we, we give back. And not these shitty, listen, rush them on out, epic movie, scary, scary movie parody. No, like, do, take your time. Do an old school zucker. Do the naked gun. Well, actually, don't do the naked gun. You've That's also got the one me, I actually. You've really got me thinking here. Is yeah. is Hot Shots responsible for the Froyo decorate your own ice cream market? <laughs> I think it might have been a little bit. Holy shit! After it's like but, a yes, childhood fantasy come true. I know. I'm <laughs> getting it now. It's like, damn it. Maybe that's why. <laughs> So, yes, I, I would say The Expendables is funny in a different way, but maybe The Expendables is the realization of them going like, I'm so retired, I'll punch you, which is the extent of all the jokes that they write in that thing. Kev, listen, we do need to talk about Curtis Blades and yeah. Derek Lewis. Dun, 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 Mortal Kombat. In retrospect. Walking out to the Mortal Kombat theme. I've song seen the highlights. Obviously, cool. I saw the punch. Yeah. I saw, especially uh, the few punches to the chest, which is legal, right? Yeah, sure. Why not? And I had that moment where I was like, "Are you allowed to punch people in the heart?" <laughs> it should be noted, though, that Curtis Blades was trying to strike with Derek Lewis, and then when he started shooting in, Derek Lewis just happened to have an uppercut that was at the ready to go ahead and counter that who knew saying your plan out loud would have weird consequences that maybe the person on the other side of it says, I don't really need to stuff these takedowns as long as I've got a massive power hand ready to uppercut the shit out of your face. Robert E. So, Lee at Gettysburg made the same mm -hmm. mistake. You know, tried to go into it without a cavalry. I've got range wrath. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to prove to the audience right Ooh. now. I want them to know. It's, Sometimes it's like... I'm going to drop a civil war reference. Oh, man. That's, uh, you know, I, I had forgotten all about that. So uh, I'm pretty happy about you coming in with the fact check, the historical fact check. But it's not just that just when you listen to the show. You can also get really important notes you can get important insight you can go to manscaped.com and use the promo code verbal tap now i get it you guys we're past valentine's day but that doesn't mean that the manscaping stops in fact if anything you probably got to make up for what you didn't do on valentine's day and so I'll, i want to drop a term here from the wife raf called ladyscaping and you can do it with verbal tap and you get 30% off. So enter it in, whether you're your man, lady, or they scaping. Verbal tap legal wants to remind everybody it's 20% off. If oh, you plug shit. that in and you were looking for 30, <laughs> uh, that's just some foolishness that Kevin is saying. Do not hold us legally responsible for that. Let's return back to the fights here. I want to tell you a few things. First and foremost, I was scared. We obviously saw that fight. It was also interesting in the sense that Derek Lewis seemed to be taking off his gloves and everybody wondered what the hell was going to happen with him next. Turns out he's just interested to see what happens in that division because 
you got Stipe, the Nagano, you got a John Jones coming in. And even though he was taking off the gloves, I think he was just seriously over wearing them at the point. So he wasn't retiring. He says he kind of wants to see how the rest of the whole area plays itself out. But for Curtis Blades, that's going to be a pretty significant drop. And that is unfortunate because he was in that discussion to potentially be a contender for that title. So a little disappointing on that side. I would like to tell you this, though, Kev. What would you say if you were to look at, say, maybe the Wikipedia page of this UFC? That happened over the weekends. I think right. I would say 12 effing fights. Are you kidding me? Well, hold on. You see 12. It was supposed to be 15. Fuck. Are you kidding? This is only further proving points made by smart sources like The Athletic and less smart sources like the ESPN. And, Raph, I have a lesson in professionalism for you very soon, Please. by the way. It's going to be about how many times you refer to prominent people in your industry as a douche. But we'll get there. Okay. I'm just okay. trying to set the standard, right? UFC's got a, a gold standard to stick to. Why? What's your point you're making about these fights outside of, can you name seven people on this card that you just flat out knew? I think I can name four. Yeah. Okay, well, it, it helps that we know some of the people on here. What I would tell you, though, is, Kevin, 15 fights. I almost messaged you to say, I'm going on the air for 15 goddamn fights. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do it. You're, and doing, I actually... you're doing a UFC telethon every weekend, and the fact <laughs> yeah. that they haven't called you to offer you money yet is absurd. <laughs> you are doing more what? to promote them than any of their merchandising <laughs> on their store. I can assure you that after seeing the product and the prices. I think what I need to do is just bring on one UFC fighter that I just try to make money for the entire time. And then at the end of it, you see me sweating bullets on like, they can almost afford a supersized combo. Come on. You guys, they're so close. Just a few more dollars and they can. Oh, you should take the UFC's cut list every three months oh, yeah. when they publish it and be like, this one's for Arlon Olioli. It was short-lived, but we loved you. So, in the I arms of a cage fighter, you I, can do I a would whole thing. actually, I would one hundred percent sing that song too. That would actually be really funny. Kim, I purposely took off a couple fights because I said I can't be there for Is fifteen. Because you're human. <laughs> yeah, and lo and behold, so from the weigh-ins. They had some people who dropped out due to different reasons. Then you'll notice still on that page, if well, you are looking at it. Can we get to it, some different reasons real quick? Oh, Was... we, we will. I want to just looking we're going to get to like what your diet looks like when you're 12 pounds <laughs> over the legal limit. But if you're looking at this list, there's still three fights that came in too fat. So those three catch weights still managed to make it on. So that means out of the 15 that were promised, only nine were the same weight and had it just go fine. Everything else fell off the card. Now, you are referring to something that 
we should preface on the show. Normally we say we always vote for the Raphael. And you were quite tickled by this story. I, on the other hand, had a very bad reaction to it, which was, oh, fuck, of course a Raphael isn't going to make weight. Kev, what did you see that made you so happy? If you're going to do something, commit to it. It's a lesson I've struggled with. I don't mind admitting that. But now that I find myself on a journey of both pregnancy and just uh, deeper (laughs) yearning, commit to it. If you're going to miss weight, don't miss weight by two pounds. That's not worth it. (laughs) That's not even fun. That's just sad. Miss weight by a baker's dozen. Miss weight by multiple donuts. Miss weight with someone who puts salt on their fucking food. You know? And Raphael miss weight by (laughs) north of 10 pounds, which is impressive. It's a whole division away from where he was supposed to be fighting. It's great. I was inspired, Raph. Were you not? I thought you had to, don't you have to back him legally? I, I'm supposed to, but I had to distance myself. First of all, it gets a little because too of on the, the pudginess. Notes. Did you feel like people? Yeah, were gonna bully when you? a Raphael misses weight, part of my heart does hurt because I think food is delicious. You should have food, tacos, burritos. Mm-hmm. But then I had to sell them out, and I'll get to why I had to sell them out in a second. But my first reaction, of course, was, "Oh man, this is gonna suck." All right, the second reaction is. How much did he miss weight? Oh, 11.5. He did set a new record. Well, okay. That's pretty funny. We can get behind that. Oh, he missed two weight classes? Shit. Fuck. I had somebody on the live fight companion say, you know, he really needs to just move up a weight class. I was like, he still missed that weight too. And then the coup de grace of the whole thing, Kev, is the fact that that motherfucker blamed Salmon. He blames salmon? The food? Salmon. Yes, the food. The fish? Or was mm-hmm. he like, I have a pet salmon who kept saying, order pizza? <laughs> what are you I saying that was salmon. that salmon put him <laughs> salmon over? Salmon was a dickhead of a pet rap. I should have gotten rid of him. <laughs> but can we really address this? And part of the reason why I had to split with him for sure on this thing was as somebody who should be morbidly obese, but is not doing part to things like salmon. I couldn't stand here or sit here with that kind of slander for a food that has been there for me. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, when he says that salmon put him over the edge, my initial thought was, see, most people hear salmon as, hmm, I'm having this nice salmon with some rice. Maybe a little lemon on it. A, a no. an orange glazed taco. I'm in. Yep. Though you know that probably way more effective on the calorie count. We're not talking about the Rafael Sparza that goes to say a health foods place, makes his own salmon, counts the calories, looks at the carbs. No, we're talking about the Rafa Sparza that goes to the sushi by Jin. Who, after the third helping of the all-you-can-eat sushi, salmon, sashimi, the very nice people there have to tell one another to tell me 
you're cut off, dude. No more salmon for you. Because that's the amount of salmon that would make 11 pounds happen. 11.5. My apologies. Give it's whole fish. When you, <laughs> it's not even one fish. That's you know what it is. He basically ate the entire cast of Finding Nemo. That's what that motherfucker did. It's not just one salmon. Nobody has one salmon and then goes oopy doopy. My weight's way too fat. <laughs> he ate the entire stock of whatever salmon they had there. In fact, you know what it was. The first thing I thought of Kevin was. He pulled a Ron Burgundy, but instead of bacon, was saying, you may have thought I said some of the salmon. Son, I'm going to need you to go back there and get all of the salmon. You know, we, we also watched YouTube's best of local news bloopers. Somebody typed in. I am. I love lamp Ron Burgundy to see because they were like, you will read whatever's in the teleprompter. We found out post context, but we just see the clip of him being like, I love lamp Ron. You guys, I won't (laughs) read anything that's in the teleprompter. It was like, well, you clearly will. So I'll walk you through a few of these. Hit me. I don't. I don't need to know the big details, but, yeah. you know, Kunitskaya defeats Vieira, Minner mm-hmm. defeats Rosa, Dacus defeats Olenek. We're just naming names. I tried yeah, to throw a few me... that were fake in there, but I couldn't come <laughs> up with any. Let me go ahead and point something out. Uh, Olenek is the one that always gets the Ezekiel, the Nogi Ezekiel. Is, and he's famous for even letting people mount him and being able to get that. Are you oh, I thought he was, say he was famous for knee pads. Yeah, he's also 90 and still instituting jujitsu. You know what his record is? 59-15-1. and one. Mm-hmm. He's only still in the UFC because he's from Russia where they don't care about things like your physical health to do things. Or he has some sort of weird Russian health care where he goes... Ten more fights, and then I have health care. Here's what I want to say about this. Do they have a thing like that? I'm like, oh, that makes (laughs) way more sense. Why Khabib's so motivated? Oh, don't worry. We have Khabib news to talk about. He's like, I have a child. I have to fight 20 more people (laughs) to get it to go to college. It's like, shit, what's the currency in this location again? Here's what I want to say about Olenek, which is... I don't want to say anybody ever deserves to be knocked out, but he essentially was while standing trying to pull his Nogi Ezekiel shit to a person who's probably seen, I don't know, any one of his fights and said, this old dude's just trying to hold me and drag me down. I know when I get him to a half guard position, I'm just going to punch him in his face. And that's essentially what happened. So it is a good reminder to jujitsu people. Hey, Maybe not with the crazy stuff when you don't have to. And granted, I know when it works, it works. It's just dudes getting older. And part of the nice part about him being able to pull that shit off was he could take a good punch then. But, you know, it's harder to take a punch when you get older. You know who else you could ask about that? Andre Arlovsky. Andre Arlovsky was choked. He was choked, Kev. He, He took a few hits. To the point where his opponent, one Tom Aspinall, pounced on him. No hooks in for a rear naked choke. 
And Arlovsky did the tap that you do. It's the single tap where you're just. Oh, I'm familiar. Aggressively. In the gym, it's so aggressively. You're not even pissed at the dude. You're just pissed at yourself. And you do the one. And that's what happened there. So I would say Phil Haas looked better than Imovov. Great. Um, I guess it was a strange night for a number of things. Let's just say this. They seem to know each other from the highlights I saw. That looked like a friend. Aspinall submitting Arlovsky looked like, um, you know, what most of the purple and brown belts do to me. It was probably, <laughs> yeah, no, no, understood. It was a weird one in that sense. Um, let me just bring up a couple of these. Joking other. Here's, you. What the night... <sighs> Here's what the night led with so much promise. Given the fact that we had five KOs or TKOs that started the night. So Castaneda, Arosa, Casey O'Neill, Farasa uh, Robbie's brother, Alamon, who people think looks like Errol Hawani, and uh, Sergei Spavak. So Douche. we started the night off there. <laughs> Rap, is this a good chance now what that his, his name came up yeah, organically that the president of the Please UFC see. conglomerated by ESPN? I'm just trying to imagine if Adam Silver was like, you know, Scott Van Pelt's a douche. Like, I don't know what the equivalent is, but him calling Ariel Hawani a douche is pretty funny because, A, it's not professionalism. Just period. It's not something you call people, right? At the board meeting. No. Hey, sir, I challenge you to a douche. It's not, that's not how it works. It's not a cool term. <laughs> so calls him it, doesn't address it. And was he asked about it at the pressers at all, or did they just mums the word? Here's what we're going to say about that, too, because I think that transitions to a second topic that you have. I do want to close it with this. So that night, five KOs to begin the night. But the weirdest moment, of course, was the second fight in. Maybe it was the third. I don't exactly remember the order, but it was early in the evening. Chas Skelly makes his way out to the octagon. He's warming up. And then we hear a halt on the broadcast booth that says, hold up, we're just getting word. Now, those things should always strike a little bit of, uh-oh, that doesn't sound good. Because if you're just getting word about something and there's one fighter in the cage, you start to get a little worried. Turns out we were right to. They announced that his opponent, Jamal Emmers, was having back spasms. And couldn't make the walk out. Not only was he having back spasms, but they had nothing to cut to. So there was no footage of him being like, ah, my spasms, like nothing like that. Instead, they just kind of said it. And then they just showed someone closing the door to his room. And then a security guard just staring at you. Like, let's give the man some privacy. He's having some back spasms. So from a production angle, you could tell they were lost and didn't know what to do to the point where the referee looks around. They all look at each other. Chaz is starting to understand nobody's walking out just as the announcer goes, "Uh, yeah, you won. And Skelly, who has not fought since late 2019, 
makes a pleaded beg to Michael Bisping to help him get his $50,000 bonus because he's like, well, as far as I'm concerned, I should get it. And Bisping just goes, well, then come talk to me, you dummy. You walk the wrong way. Go to be interviewed and we'll state your case. So that's what happened. To my knowledge, I could be wrong. I do not believe he was awarded a bonus. So unfortunate, but he did go serenade, I believe, press row. It said he felt okay, you know, all things considered, uh, with some tenacious D. So he showed off his pipes there. I would say wouldn't make it to the next round on American Idol. But now that opens up our transition to you talking about Arahawani being called a douche. What's the context in this one? Well, here's some good news for you, Kevin. It ties perfectly to something you wanted to talk about because you were you weren't just pitching things for the movie industry for no reason. It seems that MMA people are having a vested new interest in what's going on in the entertainment industry for some strange reason. Damn Here's the right. context. Oh. Dana White was asked about Gina Carano. Mm. <laughs> His response was, leave Gina alone. Okay. So they asked him to elaborate on that. And he says, yeah, you know, I mean... She's, you know, she's a good, I like her. She's good. You know, it's not like that douche Ariel Hawani, you know, you guys see that? <laughs> and he's talking about the fact that Ariel Hawani, who is Jewish, may have had some opinions on Gina Carano's statements and comparisons, which were pretty dumb and just was basically making the argument. Hey, listen, as a Jewish person. I'm not a big fan of what she's saying. I would hope that she would educate herself. More she importantly, was doing a lot of Hitler and Nazi comparisons that were not applicable for those. But unaware. hey, hey, the Mandalorian has done it too, Kevin. Okay, the yeah, Mandalorian they kicked her ass out. He's making... They they canceled her similarly to how the Allied forces canceled Hitler. They just <laughs> like uh, forced her into a decision where she wasn't allowed to work anymore. And forced her. It's like, why? She's sharing shit that's basically like 9-11's a conspiracy. She's got a lot of deep QAnon stuff. And if you're into that and you're still listening to this podcast, holy shit, Rap. Yeah. How does that yeah. happen? Don't know. I don't know how you've made it eight plus years. And then this is the one that breaks you. But thanks. You for know. Stick no, I was going to say I had a whole different approach. I was going to be like, thank you. Wow, you really can put shit aside for the comedy of your sport. You can really dust off a lot of episodes. It's impressive. Uh, I don't expect that happens, but it's Gina Carano has been sharing some crazy shit, including like recounts supporting the Capitol people that Elijah and most recently featured on SNL's opening sketch. Yep. Yeah. She's got a full parody thing going. That's not a bad Gina Carano because she's not that great an actress, but she's super. Fun. She's a talented fighter. She is great in the Fast and the Furious franchise. If you're not familiar with her work, she would have been really good in any of the Star Trek things that happened. She just wasn't a part of them. She's been a part of the Star Wars franchise, but she got canceled because she's just been doubling down on this shit. But. It's That's just why Dana called him a douche? Happy. Yes, and he said that he was making it all about him. So it's kind of a nice redirection 
of a misdirection. Like Dana White was basically asked about Gina Carano. Misdirect. Uh, leave her alone. But Ariel, fuck that guy for having an opinion. So it, it was a very, very quick thing. And it shows how bitter Dana is about the whole thing. Listen, Ariel is always going to have his own thing with Dana. Those two do not enjoy each other because sometimes for both of them to succeed, it almost has to work opposite. Like if Dana has too successful of an event, there's not going to be much that Ariel's going to have to talk about. And conversely, if the UFC is doing some shitty shit, Ariel can get on there with any grab bag of nonsense and say things that are the opposite of what DC is saying. Or be in agreement with Chael Sonnen, who really doesn't even care. He just wants to say what he's going to say. So it's a very strange thing to hear all of that happen. Now, you mentioned part of the reasons why she was canceled. And yet, lo and behold, Kevin, somehow she's going to be making a movie with what failed screenwriter turn political pundit who Tim could possibly put that one no no oh, worst failure shit. tim's had success in the entertainment industry he is quite good i will mm-hmm. actually yeah i apologize i i am besmirching someone who's hit quite We're career. talking somebody who has a clip on the internet when they said hollywood is bad and then the interviewer said, oh, so you don't like what they stand for. Great. How many screenplays have you sold? And he said, um, none. Ben Shapiro, seeing an opportunity <laughs> that he can't pass up, decides, you know what? Mm, Gina Carano says some really, really interesting things. Oh, and yes, the dude who notoriously is like, Listen, I'm going to tell you guys my faith and the belief of the Judaism and all of those things. That dude was able to hear her say stuff like that, make those comparisons and say, well, you guys don't even understand. It's just she's just being blackballed and, and she's being basically just rewritten. And that's what it is. It's at least the liberal is thing. They are they're pushing her out of the way because that's exactly what he does. Why do you so do now, Ben Shapiro? Do I need to know more about what you're listening to as a friend? No. In fact, all you do is just stumble your thoughts. So here's a fun Fascinating thing. Fascinating for you that not once were you like, the clitoris is a myth. Like, good for you. <laughs> well, hey, listen. I enjoy that bit more than anybody else because very few people would go on record to be like, um, well, actually, my wife has never had an orgasm, so she doesn't believe that's a thing. Uh-oh. Like, there's no any part of that. It's the most glorious gift that I believe Cardi B indirectly gave all of us. I guess the thing you should know is it's sort of like how I told you guys I do Henner, but you do a jiu-jitsu version of Robin Williams. It's similar with Ben Shapiro with Gordon Ryan, where as actually Gordon actually talks up here and it's a way higher register. Ben Shapiro just, you know, it's you just trip over your words and. Make it sound impressive like you're speaking fast, even though good communicators can speak at a normal pace. Anyway, that's not important. Those two are making a movie together because they're going to go and show the rest of the world. They can't be contained. And yes, she is, quote unquote, being edgy, his words, but it's okay because- Can I pitch you a name? Cancel. Please do. Aged Combat. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, where's the camera combat? <laughs> is that like is it Gary number one? I don't know who A is. Someone's gonna have to give me directions. Combat. <laughs> Sorry, I just can't really imagine You're that. You're fine. I just want you to know that this is being played out of the dumbest playbook of victimization where people will say, I can't believe how counseled I am. Please give me another microphone. Wait, I have five. So I don't know, man. It's unfortunate because Gina Carano is a trailblazer in MMA. She famously had the first televised network female fight. And that was 14 years ago. And on that very same day, she got canceled. So it goes to show you know how things change and to be blunt she was one of the first people who were earlier this year who was encouraging people if i remember correctly and i might not but i think she was telling people like hey guys take this coronavirus seriously you know i have some friends who have been affected by this 10 months later um you know masks are a myth and this whole thing is basically propagated by soros well, that sounds good yeah let's just say that so anyway, that's uh, an unfortunate moment here in MMA. But no, she's not canceled. You'll hear far too much for her. And guess how many more times she and Ben Shapiro will bring up the fact that they are canceled. Take a shot. See how sober you are by the end of the year. They didn't have that on FanDuel. I would have gotten that booster. <laughs> if, they were like, if they'd put that in Zach Levine territory, I'd have taken it, obviously. <laughs> I hit that bet, by the way. I want to be very clear. I'm very proud of you. I want to bring this up to you because now we could switch to another topic, which is how much were you thinking, if we're talking betting odds, the possibility of GSP and Khabib ever was? Zero. I've told you. I don't, I don't see it at all. There's zero chance they're getting into it. Good news, Kevin. Today. No way. And I mean today, as in just a couple hours ago, as in, Khabib just gave an interview. He says, and I quote, when you say GSP, the name really motivates me. GSP makes me excited. But it's all over, brother. Khabib said in an interview, he's 40 years old. Let's just leave it. For sure, we like him as he a is, human being. He is, he is the legend. Start. He is the decent representation of mixed martial arts. Let it be like this. There's GSP and Khabib. Let me ask you this, Kevin. Did GSP just suddenly age more? Did he hit that kind of movie screen magic, that whole Raiders of the Lost Ark, where suddenly he just ages in front of our eyes? Did that change? Did anything really change in that scenario? I feel very differently to how I feel when the mayor revealed <laughs> that Ted Danson is 72. He's like, holy shit. Yeah. What? He looks like he could punch Tito Ortiz in the throat right now. And definitely please a woman 20 years his junior. So I guess I feel similarly as I hear Khabib described as a 40 year old. It's like, wait, what? Okay. So maybe this was the first time that. Anybody had explained the age difference between Khabib and GSP in a way that he understood, or maybe that GSP turned close to 40. I don't think he's actually 40 yet. I'll double check that in the moments we're talking. But the fact that Khabib goes, oh, he's 40. I will leave him alone now. 
Or hold on, wait for it. Here's the He's real 39. one. He's May 19th, 1981. So we have a few months to get this underway. What a fucking ridiculous thing. He's been the same age the whole time. And Khabib just suddenly now realizes it wasn't there. I don't think so. I think this is just my wild QAnon MMA version of a conspiracy. Take it or leave it if you want. I think wild guess Khabib was trying to make a play in the negotiations and they didn't happen. And now Khabib is saying, hmm, 40. Yes. Too old. Mm. Shame. They have very strict rules in Russia. Now, after all this bullshit you put us through, after this, like, oh, I want GSP. Oh, why well, would be honored. We should make that happen. Oh, I won't come back unless it's GSP. Now, bullshit. This whole thing feels ridiculous. And you know what? I still don't even believe he's not going to try talking it up every once in a while. So Khabib's 32 for reference. Anderson Silva, 45. So there's your your barometers. And if you're GSP, you're probably sitting at home like, because I like the fact that GSP seemed game enough to smile at the mention of it every time somebody brought it up to him. Because what is he going to do? Say, oh, no, he would very much beat me. Oh, man, GSP, not so good. That's not what he's going to do. He's going to be like, oh, I'd love that. That was pre-recorded footage for the audience. Oh, yeah, I just played the tape. That's all. Sorry. Thank you, Raph, for pressing it so fast and so fluently with what you were saying. <laughs> that was really helpful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would tell you, though, Kevin. The Boneyard, does... too. <laughs> I don't know why they haven't given that an early renewal. I just don't know. The Boneyards. Now that you hear him say it out loud, do you believe we have marked a true end on that chapter, though? No. No, that's why I brought up Anderson Silva's age. We have three more years. <laughs> it's Tom Brady's fucking fault. If people in their 40s keep overachieving, we're, that this is what's going to happen. I've been against it in the politics. I've been against it with 78-year-olds running this country. I feel like my record's pretty clear. I feel the same way about 40-year-olds in sports. Get out. You brought up... Um... Tito Ortiz, and I would be hard-pressed to let the show go without bringing up this one. You know, I try to do my due diligence on making sure that I say the right things on air if I am going to bring them up. If I do go off of memory, I will occasionally cloud it with saying, hey, maybe they didn't say this. You guys go look it up. I try to give you guys the full disclosure of the research that we do on the show. On this one, I will promise you I have done no verification into this because it sounds good enough, and that's good enough for me for Tito Ortiz. Kevin, would you like to hear the latest thing Tito Ortiz has said? Sure. Tito Ortiz says he wants to get COVID-19. That way, I can fight it. Okay. God damn it. I thought it was going to be like, to the people that elected me, I'll do better. But no, nope. but no, nope. just a simple, how's my immune system going? Great. Here's the full quote. I wash my hands normally and I have no problem. My friends, I hug them. I hope I get it. 
I mean, that way I can fight it. And what are those things I can tell you guys right now that my doctor and five of the doctors I talk to, you go to a hospital for COVID, don't be put under a respirator. Do not do that. There's medication out there right now that I'll post later. They give five of the medications that take care of you and knock it out. 15 of my friends have taken the same medication. So here's what I would tell you. I would 100% fact check this for any other fighter. I will do no such thing for you. Because at worst, I have given you the laugh you needed. At best, <laughs> the laugh you didn't know you needed. What a champion. Raph, we're 45 minutes in. That's all the people that don't pay yet. I think, wait, do we do a different show for people who pay? No, but shut up. Like, God damn oh, it. Oh, fuck. Oh, right, right. Dude, Sorry. Okay. I just... Step one of starting a cult. Shut up about it. Right. <laughs> I just, I just act like you over deliver. Really long and hard about those other shows that go, all right, you guys. Ref's just a scheduler for those out listening. He was like, wait, what did I commit to? And you don't have a dishonest bone in your body. That's what they pay me for. Verbal Tab Legal is not making eye contact with me currently. They refuse. <laughs> so join us next week. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight. Please note, the new number is...